Texas A&M has a tough 2023 schedule. There are some patches on this schedule that if you want to put up nine or ten wins, you're going to have to get through unscathed. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Interesting little note here that we've kind of been paying attention. You know, we've broken down the schedule here a ton on Locked On Aggies, but one thing we haven't really discussed is some of these rough patches on the schedule that the Aggies are going to have to get through if you want to put together that 9-10 win season. So looking back at the schedule, of course, this week the Aggies are getting ready to host New Mexico. Then you head to Miami, Louisiana Monroe, Auburn, neutral site with Arkansas, Bama at home, at Tennessee, bye week. Uh, um, South Carolina comes to the town, comes to town, Head to Ole Miss. Mississippi State comes to town. Abilene Christian, head to LSU. The stretches on this schedule. So the Miami game is sandwiched between two easier non-conference games. You know, I like that because, you know, you play New Mexico. You get your starters in. You get a big lead. You get a feel for some game reps. You get them out of there. Miami game. Big game on the schedule. We've talked about yesterday how the offensive line is. There's question marks about this game for the offensive line. It's a situation I don't love. So, you know, you want your team out there. You want your team healthy against Miami, who this is one of the bigger games on the schedule. This is one of the pivotal, one of the pivotal swing games on the schedule. We're actually going to talk a little bit about the ESPN FPI football power index in segment two that. They've changed their opinion on this Miami-Texas A&M game, and it's not on the side of the Aggies. We'll discuss that in a little bit. Um, and then, obviously, the Louisiana Monroe game. Now, this is the toughest stretch on Texas A&M's schedule. Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee. That is a brutal, brutal, brutal stretch. I do not... Love the matchup with Arkansas. I don't. It's always a weird game. It's going to be a weird game. And, you know, do I think the Aggies win this one? Yes. Do I think it's a weird game and something's crazy is going to happen? Also, yes. So the Auburn game, once again, I mean, they're unpredictable. They're an unpredictable team. Do I think they're going to be great? No. Do I think they're going to be better in the future when Coach Hugh Freeze kind of gets his footing down there in Auburn? Yeah, I think they're going to be a pretty good football team, but right now I'm not sold on the roster of that football team. So Auburn, I think you beat. Arkansas, I think you beat. I think you have to go three and four in this stretch. You know, then you get your bye week, which I like, but you got Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, and Tennessee. You have to go three and four in that stretch. If you want to have this, you know, nine, 10 win season, like let's say you do that. Let's say you beat New Mexico, Miami, 
Louisiana Monroe, Auburn, Arkansas, lose to Bama and beat Tennessee. You're six and one in that case. And I think that you are a top 10 team in the country if you do that. Because that's a, you know, a win over one of Alabama or Tennessee. Wins over solid uh, Arkansas and Auburn teams and a solid Miami team. So that's the stretch where you have to pull pull out. You have to go three or four if you want to have this season. Uh, I, I've talked about the road to nine wins is you win the games you're probably supposed to, which now you're probably supposed to has changed a little bit based on ESPN's FPI rankings, which we will discuss here in a little bit on Lockdown Aggies. But, you know, I look at this, um, and we've talked about how LSU, Bama, and Tennessee are the three games that you're definitely not supposed to win. And then, you know, Ole Miss and Miami are more your toss-up games. You could maybe mix in Arkansas as a toss-up game. If you just win the games that you're supposed to win, now, like I said, ESPN FBI has changed their opinion on a couple of these games. It hasn't changed mine. I still see the Miami and the Ole Miss games as complete toss-up games. Um, I think they, the Aggies definitely go one and one in those two, potentially two and zero. Oh. And you know, if you take care of business in the games you're supposed to, win your toss-up games, take care of business against the teams that aren't as good as you, and then find a way to beat one of LSU, Tennessee, and Alabama then you're in business. But that's, you know, that's the thing about about schedules, about about football schedules. There's going to be stretches that are more difficult than others. Part of it, you know, there, it's part of it. You can't you can't talk to the uh, NCAA board, SEC board and say, "Hey, could you all, you know, space this thing out real nice for us?" Ain't going to happen. So quit asking. There's a little coach saving shout out for you. But um you know, that's the way I look at this. And it's, it's funny because I think you look at a schedule and you look at it a million times. I mean, how many times have us Aggie fans looked at the schedule this year? How many times have I looked at it? Countless number of times. But it's like I looked at it this morning kind of just getting the feel, you know, for things. And I was like, I don't love that stretch of games. I And obviously, I mean, I knew that. But it's like it was one of those things where like you see it and you're like, wow, yeah, that I don't love that. So then you get your bye week, though which is a big deal because then you have two games against South Carolina and Ole Miss that I still agree are some of the more pivotal games of the season. Every SEC game is important. You know, there's no – you don't get to play Vandy. There's no easy cakewalk game on the schedule this year. Um, although, actually, Vandy does have the best record in the SEC. But, you know, that Ole Miss game, I think you could – that the Ole Miss and the Tennessee game, I think you could, you could argue are the most important game on the schedule simply because – you're not supposed to beat Bama or LSU. Could you? Yeah, I think you could. I definitely think you could. Will you? I don't know. Um, you know, and I think that's kind of where I'm at here. Now, you know, another thing it shows you how Texas A&M's schedule is supposed to, you know, how, how difficult people think Texas A&M's schedule is supposed to be. I saw this article yesterday. I, I'm going to try and find it here again. Um, but... Basically, it's like the most fun SEC games of each week. And basically, Texas A&M was like five of 12. It was like five of the 12 weeks. Um, it was Texas A&M. It was like the LSU game. They were listed as that, the Alabama game. Uh, I think the Arkansas game. And I think maybe the Ole Miss game. And I was like scrolling through this list. And I was like, wow, they have Texas A&M listed a whole bunch. So it's a schedule that's going to be – Exciting, 
Now that's how I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to play a ton of cupcakes every week. I'm happy that we're not playing, you know, New Mexico, Louisiana, Monroe, Abilene Christian, and then Vandy, Missouri. You know, I'm ha- I'm happy that it's nice to win football games, but it's also nice to play fun games and take care of business against some good football teams. That's what I enjoy. Um, but I think that schedule, you have to manage it well and you have to stay healthy. The key for this to me is staying healthy, game week preparation, keeping your body in shape, doing all the things you need to do to stay healthy as a player. Listen, ask any college football player, any NFL player, there's wear and tear. I mean, it's no surprise. Playing in the SEC, the hardest league in college football, you are, I mean, you're one step down from the NFL. You are wearing and tearing on your body every single time you step out on that football field. And, I mean, it makes sense. You're hitting people. You're getting hit. It's it's not easy to just get out there and, and, and stay healthy and play football. I mean, if you're playing these positions where you're getting hit every game, you're playing offensive line, you're playing defensive line, linebacker, I mean, you're not – you're going to be sore. So you have to be able to manage stretches like that one, Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, and Tennessee. You have to handle it well. Then you get your bye week, which is good. Um, I do wish your bye week was kind of like between the Bama and Tennessee game. And then, you know, uh, just because I think that Tennessee game is so important. And I don't think some people are high on South Carolina. I'm not as high on South Carolina. So I do wish your bye week was mixed in there. Um, Obviously, you know, nothing you can do, nothing you can, you can't change it. It's not up to me. It's not up to anybody. It's not up to Coach Fisher. It's not up to Connor Wigman. It's up to the scheduling committee or whoever makes the schedule. So, um, but, you know, it's a schedule. It's a tough schedule. I I think people, you know, I mean, you're not, you're not Georgia that gets to play some of those SEC East teams. I mean, you're not, you know, you're playing the bad teams on your schedule are Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State compared to the bad teams on your schedule being Missouri and Vandy. You know, that that's why the Georgia schedule is so darn easy. I mean, it's just such an easy schedule, which, I mean, would they be able to take care of business anyway? Probably, but Texas A&M has one of the more difficult schedules in college football this year, which you don't love if you're trying to, you know, make a SEC West, uh, make a run to the SEC championship, make a run to the college football playoff, but, you know, to special moments are made by beating good football teams. And I think this schedule sets up for some special moments. Um, but let me know, y'all, let me know in the comments, your thoughts on this schedule. Do you feel, is how do you, that, okay. Here's the question of the day. Let me know this in the YouTube comments. If you're listening on other uh, platforms, podcast platforms, head on over to YouTube comments and let me know. Um, in the Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, and Tennessee stretch, in that four-game stretch, what is Texas A&M's record? What is there the ceiling? What is the floor? And what is their record for those four games? I think that is the make-or-break part of the season. If you want to have a magical season, you got to go three and one. Two and two, you can still, you know, two and two with a win over, you know, Arkansas and Auburn. You still beat the teams you're supposed to and lost the teams you're not. So, at the end of the day, if you want to go nine and three, though, I think you have to go three and one in those games. Now, also four and zero would be great, but that's going to be tough after all these tough games in a row. ESPN FPI has changed their mind on the Miami game and not happy about it. I don't agree with it. We'll talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. 
But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the best app to go get your last minute tickets. I use it all the time to get into sporting events. It's a great app. It's one I can sit here and tell you I use this all the time to get my last second tickets, get cheap tickets. I talked about this the other day when I was discussing game time, but I was getting a ticket to a ball game the other day, and I looked at some – it was funny because I, you know, I've had the app, and I was like, oh, now that they're a sponsor, let's look this up for, for uh, compare and contrast reasons. And I pulled up some other services, you know, half an hour to game time, then pulled up game time. That's funny, half an hour to game time, then pulled up game time. But the tickets were much cheaper on game time. Bought my tickets there, got into the game, had a great time. I love the game time app. It saves you money, and it is convenient and easy to use, which to me is all that matters when I am using something on the phone, as this guy is not the most technically technology technology advanced guy. So I love the game time app. Easy to use, saves you money. Great thing to have. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. ESPN FPI Football Power Index. You know, they run their numbers, they run their statistics, they, you know, they, they weigh a lot in the home and away, they do all this and, and, and give you a percentage chance for a team to win a football game. They um, originally had Texas A&M to go eight and four with wins. And the way this works is if you have higher than a 50% chance to win the game, you're predicted to win the game and that counts as a win. They were predicted to go eight and four. Now the Aggies are predicted to go seven and five because the Miami game changed. It went from the Aggies having like a 54% chance to win to a 47.5% chance to win, which I don't agree with that. I don't love that, but let's run through the whole thing. Let's run through the entire ESPN FPI stuff and talk about, you know, who do we think, um, who do we agree with? What numbers should be higher? What numbers should be lower? New Mexico, the Aggies have a 97.1% chance to win this one. Miami, the Aggies have a 47.5% chance to win this one. Louisiana Monroe, the Aggies have a 96.6% chance to win this one. Auburn, the Aggies have a 69% chance to win this one. Arkansas, the Aggies have a 58.6% chance. Bama, they have an 18.2% chance. Tennessee, they have a 36.6% chance. South Carolina, 71.8. Ole Miss, 41.3. That number is also dropped. It was closer to 50-50 when we talked about this, you know, two or three months ago. Mississippi State, the Aggies have a 68.5% chance to to leave this one with a dub. Abilene Christian, 99% chance. And LSU, 24.4% chance. I'll tell you this. The numbers on this that immediately stand out to me, first of all, is that LSU is a 24.4% chance and Bama is an 18.2% chance. I don't, I do not understand that. You get, because I, I talked about how the football power index always puts a lot into home and away. The Aggies have a lot of, you know, the Aggies play Bama at home 
and play LSU on the road. LSU, a team that I think is going to be better than Bama this year, and you have a 6% chance higher probability of beating LSU on the road than uh, I think a worse Bama team at home. Now, I get it. Um, you know, Jay Arnold talked about this on Friday. He saw Nick Saban smirk at a press conference, and, and you just close your eyes and hope nothing bad happens to you. I get that. It's Nick Saban. You don't want to bet against him. You, um, it, it's, it's always hard to say, well, I think they're going to be down. They're going to be a down team this year. But at the end of the day, I, I still, you know, LSU feels good about their quarterback. They have a, a returning offensive line with some young guys that developed. You got a lot of returners, solid defense, one of the best defensive players in college football. I, you know, I, it's hard. I don't get that. You know, I don't get where they're. I wish it was like there was a blurb that told you why they they feel that way. It, it's kind of more just like the numbers. It's it's a system. It's not really like it's not a person making this. It's like a robot making crazy numbers and stuff. But I mean, they tend to be right a lot. And so the ones that dropped is the Miami game. Like I said, the Aggies. I think it was it was between fifty two and fifty four the percent chance Texas A and M had to win that game. Whenever we discussed this last, oh, goodness, it was probably two months ago, two and a half months ago, maybe three. And, yeah, the Aggies were favored to win that one, which is why they, they the ESPN FBI rankings had the Aggies go eight and four. Now that they are projected not to win this one, the record projection is seven and five, um, which I don't agree with. I've talked about if you head over to Friends of the Show, FanDuel, and bet the uh, win total, I mean, I hammer that son of a gun. I am just hammering that. My dad and I talk about that all the time. Where, you know, we, we need to – we like Texas A&M's the over on the win total this year. So, you know, I think that all this is doing is giving you opportunities to make money on this football team that's going to have an incredible season. Um, But I think that – so the Ole Miss, the chances of winning that game dropped, 41.3. I think it was closer to 50-50. Like uh, the Aggies weren't favored to win, but it was, you know, more like 47 to 53 or 48 to 52, that kind of stuff. Um, So that number's dropped. And, you know, I wonder what they see out of those teams that kind of make them say, oh, you know, we like Texas – we like, you know, the Aggies. We don't like the Aggies because, I mean, you got to remember this Ole Miss game's on the road. Bama game's at home. Um, Tennessee games on the road. That number's been pretty constant. Actually, I think the Tennessee game, I think the numbers have actually gone back in favor of Texas A&M a little bit. I think it was more like 31% chance to win the last time we did it. Um, so, you know, seeing the movement in this, some positive, some negative, it, it has more to do with, you know, opposing teams and what they've done. People are starting to kind of like Miami. Um, and, you know, speaking of that game, we'll talk about that in a minute. I, I'm excited. You know, we're going to have the Locked On Hurricanes guests on, uh, hosts on to discuss that game on Thursday of next week. We will also, I'm actually getting ready to record here in a little bit with someone close to the program with New Mexico. That will be on Thursday's episode of Locked On Aggies. I'll say that again at the end of the show, but it'll be good to hear the other perspective of what was coming to town for New Mexico. Um, But the Miami game, you know, I know they brought in some transfers. It's a talented roster. People think Mario Cristobal is in for a good year, but I just don't I, – I I like the Aggies in this one. I would feel much better, and you can say this about every game on the schedule, but I'd feel much better if it was at home just because, you know, my, it's a weird place. I know the fan – not much of a fan environment there, but still traveling far and doing – you know, it's not a um, – well, not crazy far, but, you know, traveling, it's not a – 
a great, I just don't love that. So it's a game. I think the Aggies win, but I do understand the, you know, it kind of turning back in the favor of the Miami hurricanes to win this one. Um, but I do think the Aggies pull out a win there. I mean, I know the quarterback over there, Miami, they think he's in for a big year, brought in some, some talented transfers, but I just don't, I don't see it. I think that this Texas A&M team is going to, he's going to beat Miami. Um, that's going to be a fun ball game. Oh, that was, we talked a minute ago about, you know, the games that were listed as the most important or most exciting games of the week. That was another one of the games, the Miami Texas A&M game. Um, it's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that one. I think the Aggies are going to pull out the win there, but it will be interesting to see, you know, how that kind of plays out, but you know, schedule breakdown, FPI chances. So let me know of these three games. I'm going to read the FPI chances one more time of these three games. Which of the FPI chances for the Aggies surprises you the most? The 47.5% chance to win against Miami, the 18.2% chance to win against Bama, 24.4% against LSU, or the 41.3% against Ole Miss. And I'll even throw in the 58.6% against Arkansas. I thought that one would be a little closer to 50-50. Let me know in the comments which one of those numbers from ESPN's FBI rankings surprises you the most. Football season, you know, in season, it's a big time for visits and recruiting and all that good stuff. we got some important players committing soon. There's a little bit to talk about with Texas A&M recruiting, and we will have that conversation coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. Recruiting. You know, haven't gotten to commit in a few days. I think it's so funny. I, I we got so spoiled over those, you know, that week and a half period around like Fourth of July, where it was just commit after commit after commit after commit. They just wouldn't stop coming. Um, and then the most recent, you know, we you haven't had a commit since um, some of these offensive linemen have committed over these last few weeks. Now it's you know we, we can't sit here and be um, we can't sit here and be grumpy. This class is sitting pretty currently sitting seventh in the nation. Um, but you need defensive linemen and corners. You need them. You got Dalen Evans, who is on his way to becoming a five-star. I've seen a lot of people in the recruiting industry say when everything's said and done that they think he's going to be a five-star in this class. I don't think I'd be surprised by that. We've seen the tape on him, incredible football player. Um, so, yeah, I could see him him finishing out as a five-star. But – Terry Bussey is the guy you have got to get. You need the cornerbacks. You need the athletes. You need the players. He's going to be committing soon. Um, and you have to have him. I mean, you have to have him. If you get Terry Bussey, I think this recruiting class finishes top five. Easy. You're back to you're back to recruiting at this high level. Now, it's not like last year's recruiting class was bad by any means, but you're but you, you know, you go from top 15 to top five is is a big deal. To compete with Bama and George, to compete with them, you got to recruit with them. And obviously, Texas A&M's done that for a while. Last year, they kind of fell off a little bit, and they're going to be in their back to it this year. So, to you know, to beat them, you got to recruit with them. And they've been recruiting with them, and they have. And you know, you want you want to see that turn into wins. Um, obviously, I know Alabama. I mean, the Aggies have beaten Alabama and given everybody fits, but it's still you know you want to be able to beat people consistently. And recruiting at a high level will do that. The Aggies have, have recruited at a high level, and I think that's going to continue as this class has proved thus far. You need more defensive players, though. If you look at the top 10 players and currently committed, almost all of them, seven or I think it was seven I counted, um, are defensive play, are offensive players. 
you know, you have um, a more offensive players committed, the defensive players committed, and you have to have balance. That's one thing I talk a lot about with recruiting is you have to have balance in your recruiting class. I think the Aggies need a little bit more balance in this recruiting class. If you get balance in your recruiting class, then you are set up, you know, for you're ready to go. You're set up for the future. You have to have all different positions. I feel good about the safeties. I feel good about the linebackers. I feel good about pretty much every offensive position except for you need a, you need a running back. I think, you, yeah, I mean, I think pretty much you got a couple quarterbacks. You got a bunch of offensive linemen, a bunch of receivers. You got a tight end. I really think all you need left on the offense is a running back. On defense, you need more defensive linemen. You need cornerbacks. I feel good about linebacker. I feel good about safety. So this is a big time for recruiting. It's a big time for recruiting. You know, recruits want to see wins on the football field. You got to win on the field. If you don't win on the field, why is a top recruit going to want to come play for you? You know, so this is the time to go win football games. Prove to all these recruits, hey, we're one of the we're gonna, we're one of the best teams in the country. We're going to be for a long time. Come to Texas A&M, play your college football. It's going to be absolutely electric. So I think that's kind of the message you have to sell to recruits, and that's what you just have to do. You have to win football games. But Terry Bussey is committing shortly, and this is a big time recruitment for the Aggies. You have to have this kid. He feels like the real kind of the big time finishing punch to this recruiting class. I think you have to have them. I think that locks you in with a top five class if you're able to land the talented player, Terry Bussey. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you so much for tuning in every day. I mean, it means the world to me. We almost have football. I'm getting ready to record with someone close to the program with New Mexico, and we will discuss. So on tomorrow's Locked on Aggies, be ready. We're going to break down What's going to give the Aggies fit? What fits? What are some players we need to watch out for? What are the names we need to know? What is going to, what, what, what's New Mexico good at? What's Texas AM going to struggle with against this team? We're going to break through all that tomorrow with someone close to the program. I'm really looking forward to that. It should be a great show where we discuss what this game's going to look like and the kind of, you know, struggles it's going to be for each team and who's going to do what for everybody. You know, is the offensive line going to be a problem? Stuff like that. We're going to go through all of it. That'll be on Thursday's episode of Locked on Aggies. Every Thursday we'll have a crossover with an opponent, um, including at once we get into SEC play and against Miami, we'll have a crossover with a fellow Locked on host. It's going to be a lot of fun. Football is almost here. Get the hot dogs ready. Get the burgers ready. Get the grill going. It's almost football time. And I could not be more excited. Have a great rest of your day. And we will see you tomorrow.